All right, folks, we're back. It's been eight months, which is kind of long enough for a child to uh, go from zero to 100, you know? Sort of like you never were here, and all of a sudden you're here. I mean, nine months, I guess. But um, very happy to be back here. The title of this episode is Radio On, with the subtitle of It's Been a While. Who sang that song? It's been a while. It's been a while since now you have, you've heard that one. Folks, this is JoJo. He's in the background. JoJo, why has it been a while? Can you hear me? He, I can hear you. He wants a mic. <laughs> you feel naked if you don't have a mic. I kind of like it in the background. Like it's like you're. We're in a room, folks. We're in. We're on Earth. JoJo's not willing to answer why it's been a while. It's my fault. The reason why it's been a while is because we are very, very much at the tip of the iceberg of launching a thing that we're calling RGC Radio, and that's a vision of ours, a dream of ours, an idea that we had to have the best golf podcast under one roof. We've got a lot of shows coming out in the next couple months that are really going to push the boundary on what audio journalism, which is what JoJo, that's why we hired you, JoJo, because you used the word audio journalism in our, in the interview process. Um, so anyway, RGC Radio, very excited to get underway with that, but mostly excited to get underway with where we left off. April 24th was the last pod, and ever since then we've been collecting dust, but we've also been cleaning, so imagine that. December 20th is today's date, 2021, almost come to an end. Kind of a kind of a great date. Maybe we should release this on the 21st, 12, 21, 21. I mean, we just break the habit, why not? Yeah, I mean, okay, so this is actually coming out Tuesday. So we're really excited uh, over at Random Golf Club. If you have been staying in touch, we've been uh, working very hard on building a headquarters in Austin, which is very soon going to be open to the public, serving coffee, serving swings, and serving head covers and whatever you want, caps. Um, It's a store. It's a simulator. It's a coffee shop. Oh, wait, no, it's our office in the back. We've got uh, space for our ever-growing team to continue making uh, these pieces of audio journalism and also all our videos. So that's really exciting. Come on down and check us out. 757 Shady Lane, Austin, Texas. My stomach's growling because I'm hungry. I'm hungry for I'm hungry for the party. I think um, one of the one of the real features of this HQ that we wanted to like lead with was. How can anyone come to a place and feel like they're part of a club? That that was the ultimate goal, and that is the ultimate goal of all things Random Golf Club. So if you're passing through Austin, uh, please find the pin on your map and come by and say hi. Um, you know, there will be people there. You know, there's free Wi-Fi, and uh, I think you can even bring your dog. Uh, there's an outdoor area putting green and whatnot so basically it's it's all every decision in this hq is all engineered around the idea of how could you find a golf partner in a place like this a random place um so that is just a dream come true we came to austin almost a year and a half ago and this was the first place we went to and it just has been crystallizing more and more and more in our brains so that's that's been a lot of what's taken up the last eight months also just sort of we call it in our company slowing down to speed up. So we've been getting ready for a a, a big, like, you know, we, we want to level up into the next level. So 
whether it's more videos regularly, whether it's more podcast uh, shows under one network, um, whether it's, um, you know, continuing to make our products, finding new manufacturers to make our products. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things that honestly, I never knew I'd be doing. I, I sort of, I was reflecting back the other night, Evan and I were working late on some, uh, some like work we were doing and, um, we were laughing cause you know, he was like, you know, I just really want to do a good job because I think I got bad grades in high school and I just I really like I feel like I need to prove myself. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. In high school, all I was doing was getting in trouble for telling the teachers to fuck off. And um, I feel like between the two of us, there's a, a good um, middle ground for us to create a lot of great work. And and so in a sense, um, you know, the the idea of the community being the most important thing that we'll ever do is is a really big deal and we've seen a great 2021 um i suppose this episode could also be titled best of 2021 even though it's from a radio standpoint there hasn't been a lot but from the impact standpoint random golf club we've brought a lot of new members on the team i, I think we started in january with about seven and now we're at 21 which is like what the fuck this is this this might feel like it's turning into a business podcast but uh, I promise you it's not I don't know anything about that. We've we've done a uh we've done a lot with regards to chapters and ambassadors and local meetups and realizing and recognizing how Random Golf Club is really a global community of local golfers and you know that's the new hang tag inside of our hats. Um it represents uh an overall goal of being able to have Random Golf Club exist wherever you are. Um in, inside of our current planetary structure, Earth being the only presently inhabitable space. So within within that designation, yes, a global community of local golfers is something that really was eye-opening as, as it was first uttered by, um, I don't, I think someone, you know, we, we do a thing where we don't really try to take too much ownership of who says what. Uh, once it's said, it's kind of the team. If we agree on it, we all said it. So uh, 2021 has seen a lot, and uh, I mean, I'm just excited to get back on the radio and get back into 2022, or get back. Can you get back into a year that hasn't existed yet? There's a movie called that, Back to the Future. I mean, can we just do a pod on Back to the Future? Michael Keaton, Michael, not Michael Keaton, Michael J. Fox. Wow. A lot of people say I'm like Michael Keaton, which is strange, because Michael J. Fox was always my hero. Um, but we were... Uh, well, I, I saw this thing on Netflix. Have you seen it? Uh, the movies that made us. And they break down uh, Back to the Future and all of its, you know, Eric Stoltz was going to play, um, you know, um, Marty McFly. I, I haven't seen that episode. I, I'm i like younger, so it's not yeah. a movie that made me. <laughs> so, that, so, okay, got it. Okay. Okay, I got it. Aware. Understood. Um, but anyway, there's a, if you're into the back to the future, make sure you check out, uh, the movies that made us cause they do pretty woman as well. Pretty woman considered by some to be the, the most perfect screenplay ever written. It hits, it hits all of the required beats on the exact pages. Is this a movie pod that we could do? That. I don't know what it is. It could be a formula one pod folks. How was that season? I mean, it doesn't get much closer than that. All right, we'll do a deep dive into that soon. Um, coming up on the calendar for the EAL show and Random Golf Club Radio, we've got uh, several episodes coming up that we actually recorded last year. 
uh, but they're very entertaining. Uh, we've got some pro golfers from the European Tour. We've got some golf vloggers, a couple comedians. Oh, Jay Larson's never come out. Man, that's exciting. That's a great pod. We've also got Cole uh, from Metalwood. That's a fun one. He's a he's got a great voice. Um, yeah. So basically, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting year, and you know, we're we're happy to be back. I, I'll be honest with you. I feel I feel a bit rusty. Is it? I was just about to ask you the question I have for you, and I was thinking about it all week. One, how have you changed since the last time you were on a podcast? Mm. And what do podcasts do for you? Like, is it a therapeutic experience? Yeah. Um, well, interesting. Interesting. I feel like this is good. You know, we, um, how, how, first of all, first question, how have I changed? And then the follow ups were you just decided to do a pod and then drop it. I feel like we should title this one, I dropped the ball because we, I dropped the mic, but in a bad way. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the origin of the pod goes back to, um, I guess, I don't know, four years ago when contractually with Adventures in Golf, I couldn't make golf content. And I was like, it doesn't say podcast. It said video content. So I was like, well, fuck it. We'll just do a pod. I had been on Shane Bacon's podcast. And he was like, this is one of the best podcasts I've ever done. And I was like, oh, that's a nice compliment. Didn't think anything of it. We were recording these meditations for Be The Ball, which is soon to come out. That's exciting. More news coming. And uh, after the uh, filming of the experiment, I had recorded all these meditations that people were listening to throughout the process of filming whether or not your golf game would improve by merely meditating. And so I recorded these like 20 minute meditations where I was like, take a deep breath. Think about putting on your golf glove, you know, just whatever. And, um, I didn't know what I was doing, but a couple people afterwards said, you have a very soothing voice and it was pleasant. And I heard that. And then that kind of, you know, that game where you kind of, uh, maybe you're too young, but there's the game where you like flip over the cards and you see which, you know, Oh, shopping carts over there, shopping carts here. And then it's called like, I don't know what it's called. So anyway, when when I heard the thing about the recording of the meditations and then I remembered Shane saying we did a good pod and then I remember that I couldn't make videos, I was like, fuck it, man. Let's just let's just try a podcast. I I don't listen to podcasts. I didn't at the time. I have since then. Uh if you listen to some early pods, you'll maybe hear um a bit of an inspiration from Bill Burr, who um I listen to his pods pretty podcast pretty regularly, but and I found that um after listening to his podcast for a couple months that I became angrier. And so I had to stop because he was like making me into like an old angry man, like a curmudgeon. And I was just complaining about everything. And then it was like, you know, he had this bit where he was like, how long is it going to take me to get pissed off in traffic? And like in LA, that's like not very long, especially if you have like, you're thinking about it. So, um, Anyway, early days, we just kind of started it without knowing what we were doing. We, meaning my myself and uh, Jeff Jeff Freeman, we uh, he produced it and found some great guests early on. If you go back, you're like, how the hell did we get all these guests? I don't know what Jeff did, but ultimately he moved on to do um, a, a documentary film that he was really passionate about. And you know, ever since then, we've been struggling. So glad JoJo's back. And then basically, what happened in the in April was, um, you know. I guess going back to how I've changed is, um, you know, I've changed a lot in terms of like how I, I guess, think about things. The, the, the biggest change for me is um, I'm used to living in, relatively speaking, as a, a freelance uh, filmmaker. Um, mostly my life was kind of contained and it was short term projects. 
there wasn't any like long-term work. And if you worked with someone that didn't work, you just wouldn't work with them again. Now being in this company environment where, you know, in, in a lot of examples, people have moved to Austin to work with random golf club. That's a lot of responsibility. We also have insurance. Like you get health insurance when you work at RGC, which it, which was a good, huge benefit to me because I think I went four years as a as a valid adult with no, I guess breaking the law. I had I had no that was against the law. Um, I also didn't pay my taxes for a few years, but got that underway, and now we're we're smooth sailing. This is, this is on the pod, right? Yeah, yeah. This is there's nothing to edit here. This is all just locked and loaded. Yeah, I mean, I, I paid my taxes, but I didn't. And I wasn't trying to avoid paying taxes. I just don't think I knew that I had to do that. You know, I think I think for some reason, as a freelancer, you're kind of an alien on Earth. As a freelancer, the, the, the system doesn't take care of you. You're As a freelancer, you're kind of, um, you know who you are? You're, uh, <laughs> you're, you're kind of um, Francis McDormand in uh, Nomadland. You're just out there. You're you're kind of off the grid. Absolutely. The the price of freedom in that sense as a as a freelancer is is like you're just you you if you if you don't think about things, they don't get done. And I was more focused on just like working than like doing the business of working. Anyway, that's good that Evans here cuz he takes care of all that. But, you know, what the biggest change going back to that question is with regards to now, it's like Oh, now we're talking about um, how do we approach problems with an open mind, you know, and again, I don't want to turn this into some big internal, you know, business leadership podcast because that's not what it is. Or maybe it is. I don't know. We don't know where we're going yet. We don't. We just know that we're back. That's that's the number one. And I think um, I guess the biggest thing that I've noticed in this last year that's changed is that um, golf in some really kind of weird personal way has gotten away from me. And um, that's been kind of challenging because it's been a bit of a kind of um, uh, like, like a slow change where, you know, when you, when you're going through the days and the weeks and the months, and then all of a sudden you realize um, you have a skin tag on your neck but it wasn't there. It was always kind of there. And then it just got bigger and you realize, Oh wow. Like I need to, am I, am I the kind of person that's going to go to a dermatologist so that they can freeze it off? Or am I just going to let it be there and accept it or work or, or accentuate it or work with it? I don't know. But, um, the, the experience of, of, of playing golf has changed so much for me, whether it's maybe I did too many breaking series. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, I think, Part of it is because when I started the game, I, I, I had a, a very hot and heavy love affair immediately. And I wanted to find out everything and see everything and meet everybody. And that immediately led into um, Adventures in Golf. And in some ways now, if you compare the early episodes to the old episodes, there's not as much of a fascination with the playing and now it's more the fascination of the people or the place or the story, really, that examines either one of those two things or both. And in some weird sense now with where we're at in Austin, it's really not about whether I play golf or 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 how much I play or why I play or whom I play with. 
and in some sense too, like since this podcast has started, we've seen the um, the origin of the meetup, and you know, I think that's kind of uh, you know, a crack addict doesn't really doesn't really care about like you know a light beer. Does that make sense? I wanted to ask you about this because I, I I saw something when we were in North Carolina. I think we can talk about it. it. Was we were playing the cradle with your cousin, and you had this moment where you're just swinging a couple of clubs, and I almost got like a little teary eyed because it was so clear that you were just playing, and I guess I hadn't seen that in a little while. I mean, that's a different version of the same thing. I mean, when you when for in some strange world, folks, like uh, I'm sure for you, like working at a golf course. All of a sudden, it changes the way you see the game. Um, shooting your lowest round, like all of a sudden, it's like it's like you know, um, it changes it. In some sense, I Stuart and David and I had this incredible trip to Thailand that was completely unplanned four years ago, five years ago, and I'm desperately wanting to go back to Thailand, but I'm also uh, very afraid of going back and having it be. Uh, not as magical. Um, you know, golf demands a uh, a persistence, really. You know, um, as, at least you know to um, even something as simple as the engagement, wh- whether it's the swing or the putting. You know, um, you kind of you kind of uh, you pass through a phase, uh, and I don't and I don't mean phase like a generation, but I mean like a phase of like. Uh, of being you, you kind of you kind of I've, for me I feel like I've entered into a new kind of version of me and golf and in a lot of ways the best way to say it is this kind of when when we go to a meetup that for me is the game now that's like all I want to do and it's just so wild and and even that to some extent like I've 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 been aware of it more I know I know about kind of what to expect but hearing it and seeing it from other people's faces, that, that to me is more exciting. And, and I guess in some way, I guess you could say is it started off for me having some experience with filmmaking and a fascination with people ever since I was a child, young, five, six, seven. Like I was, I've, I, my parents, I've, I've told the story of the pot earlier, but we were going through Italy and I was seven my parents thought I was lost. We were on this tour through Florence or whatever. Like they couldn't find me. And then finally they went and they said to the tour guide, we can't find our son. And they got to the tour guide and, and I was holding his hand, just peppering him with questions. And um, that's kind of just the path that I've taken my whole life. And and I guess now it's less about me on a golf course, whether a basic municipal course or even, you know, a top five course in the world even like you know i i'm less interested in that game than i am in the game of like how do we actually create an impact in this game that leaves it better than we found it and that to me is just a little more exciting than whether or not i can birdie 18 um and i think what's interesting is that uh when I look back on the last year or at least even eight months since our last podcast, there's one segment of golf holes that sticks out to me as being especially pleasant. 
and it's not Kiowa before the Open, uh, before the PGA, rather. Um, it's not um, shooting my lowest round ever in L.A. 60, was it 67? It was par 70, anyway. It was just, like, unbelievable. I mean, that was magical. But it was actually this weird little afternoon that took place very recently when um, Simon and I went out, our photographer went out to, because um, we needed a couple photos, and we went out like 90 minutes before the sunset, and it was a new segment of holes on this, you know, pretty solid muni um, that has some trees and some open areas, and I don't know. It was just really, really peaceful, and I think I know Simon, and I care about him a lot. It's been two years since we've been working together, and actually, while we were out there, he said, you know what today is? And I said, no. He said, today's my one-year anniversary of living in Austin, and like, I don't know. I mean, to think that this kid who never really gave a shit about golf but loved mountain biking and loved photography and film somehow got linked up with me and the team and has now had a life impact and has friends that he never would have met. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where where I go to this kind of moment where it's like, you know, we're just swinging the club. You know, and and uh, it's the same game wherever you go. And yeah, I mean, even cousin Mark. You know, JoJo brought up cousin Mark, who's going to be a installment on RGC Radio, and uh, he's got a lot of stories. He's my cousin, right? Um, at a very early age, he provided me with my favorite pair of jeans that I called my Marky jeans, and uh, his mom was my mom's sister, is my mom's sister, and um, we've spent a lot of our childhood being best friends and you know he's had a new golf renaissance over there in Ohio and he's playing in a lot of tournaments and um you know loves the game competitor and took part in the breaking Pinehurst series so that'll be coming out soon um on RGC films um but even like going to hit the cradle with him for a moment was like you know it's the same game it doesn't matter where you played or how you played even if even if uh, at the end of the day it's just three holes, that almost to me the most pure version of golf is just like you know you're not going to finish, but you're there because you enjoy it. The whole concept of knowing you're going to finish ugh, changes it, and you know there's so many different facets to it. But um, that's been a big change for me as far as um, you know how does golf find its way into my life? It's different. I was talking to um, um, one of the one of the family members of the um, Kaiser K E I S E R, not K I Z E R, uh, Bandon Dunes family. Um, Mike Kaiser's son, Michael Lacey, also known as Mike Junior, um, lives over and manages uh, the Sand Valley property. And I mean, this guy is just like deadhead, loves it, just all about the feel of the game. And it's no surprise after you visited one of um, the Dream Golf properties that, you know, Michael is this way. And um, we were talking at one point, um, I think last year, and he said something to me that stuck out. I mean, here his father changed golf, brought essentially, uh, you know, Bandon Dunes into existence, crazy dream, had the money to do it, had the control to do it and the vision and somehow created I mean I would have to I would I would maybe write it on a piece of cardboard but it, it could be the best golf property in America 
because I don't really like those. I mean, you know, I, I guess you could always go to Cyprus. You could go to other places, but I, I, you, I'm not the kind of person that's trying to separate. Okay, so take away the vibe of Cyprus and compare it to Bandon because that's not talking about reality. Because if you go to Cyprus, you're going to feel like you have a target on your back unless you're a member. And maybe even if you're a member. I've heard new members feel very uncomfortable at these places. Anyway, I'm just not into it. And uh, go to Bandon and, uh, you know, all are welcome. You know, they've had it for a long time. And so anyway, Michael Lacey and I were talking about golf. And I don't remember. It was some random phone call. And he goes, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm spoiled, he said. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I've like seen too much. I've seen like, I've seen like so much golf that it's kind of like, I don't even really, I, I've now kind of focused attention elsewhere. And and it also makes me think of at the end of Wedding Crashers when Will Ferrell's like, I've got a new thing, <laughs> crashing funerals. And it is kind of like, for me now, it's like my new thing is like meetups, like, you know, um, and just making the biggest dent in the current world of golf as we know it. And the cool thing too is that, I mean, you know, with the advent of the ability to uh, make your own content, whether it be, you know, recording a podcast or making a video or starting a social media account or even, you know, going to whatever that shirt company is, like Cafe Press, where you can just go make 12 shirts. And like, I mean, that was how Random Golf Club got started is we, we like went to some website like that and just made 12 shirts. And like, I, I think they sold and we were like, I guess we should order more. And this whole kind of um, renaissance of the individual's um, creative mind is exciting because, you know, I mean, in Formula One or in a PGA Tour event, there's a capped number of players. But in this game, there isn't. In the game of golf storytelling and stuff, that that's really exciting to see that we're not alone and that a lot of other people really do care about golf in the same way and they see it shaping up in the same way. And I just go back to that being really kind of where my like heart rate gets up is when I start thinking about what can we do? And I'll leave you with this before we go to a break, but what can we do for me? If I think about meetups, I think about the year of 2022. How many meetups can we do? I can only go to so many. Can we do more? How will the app integrate meetups as they start being almost autonomous? Could we do a tournament? The answer is yes, and the answer is yes, we will. So stay tuned for news on that. I mean, 2022 just has a totally different flavor to it. It's like that, you know when they discovered umami? Didn't they discover umami? I think someone did. Someone discovered the sixth sense, or, or the sixth like flavor group. I don't understand how they just all of a sudden were like, wait, we got one more. Stop it. Hold hold the press. There's another flavor. It's called umami, and I'm like, it just tastes like a hamburger. It's, a, it's salty. It's savory? It's fuzzy. Fuzzy. Is it really? <laughs> You're fucking with me. No. Every time Jojo and I are on a call, he uses the word I don't know. Fuzzy? I know fuzzy, but I don't know how it relates to flavors. Have you seen the Truffle Hunters yet? Yeah. Okay, good. Go watch the Truffle Hunters, folks. If you like dogs, and you don't even have to like truffles because it's mostly about just dogs digging. You can't, there's not about, it's not. So, right, 2022 meetup calendar, that's really where I start to like, that's what makes me stay up late and get up early is when I start to think about how, we can walk through the earth and show this experience to a bunch of people and make it into a thing that like, I don't know, man. I just hear constantly stories of people going to a meetup and they're like, whoa, I've never experienced anything like that on the golf course. And sharing that is much more interesting to me than like going birdie birdie. And this is the inside baseball. Actually, tell you what, we're going to go to a quick break. 
Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to dive in. And, um, you know, I think we're going to give JoJo a mic because it seems like he wants it. So I apologize for the first half. I kind of like it. with Talk for me really quick. Am I like your disembodied voice? I feel like I'm your conscience. I think it's going to sound good. All right, we'll see you guys in a minute. All right, we're back, folks. And uh, big news, JoJo's got a mic. I, I feel like I just got promoted. I mean, I'm I'm in charge of your levels, though. So, you know, if you start going off script... <laughs> So uh, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Tobacco Road on the first tee. Yes. So we went to Tobacco Road, and it was a complicated meetup. And, um, you know, because we, we try always to make the meetups, like, you know, so that anyone can go, right? Like, we don't want events to cost, you know, like, more than they should, basically. And we're not there to make money. We're there to not lose money. Um, so, you know, we try to provide food and uh, a golf experience unlike any other. But, you know, to be honest with you, it's a complicated request to go to a golf course and say, okay, so we want to bring 60 people out on one hole. And they're like, okay, what? hang up, right? So Tobacco Road didn't hang up on us, but uh, they, they like, charged a lot of money. And I think the ticket was 75, and that was exactly what Tobacco Road charged us. So we, we went out there and did this whole event, and ultimately you know, I was like concerned about it. And, and the concern was, wow, that's a lot of money for people to be paying. And should we, uh, should we try to create a, a better golf experience? And our, and our idea was to do an experiment where people would go off in like five, six, seven, and eight sums. And then as I was looking at the crowd right before we teed off and we had been planning on this the whole time, just kind of was like, wait a minute, the real experience is all playing together. Even if you play two fewer holes, I mean, imagine if someone had a hole-in-one with eight people watching as opposed to 60. JoJo, you were there for the hole-in-one. Talk about golf always having something new to give you. <laughs> I can't believe it. Liz Breed, I mean, just so, such a ball striker. Anyway, we'll get there in a minute. But ultimately, yeah, like the 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 realization was in an instant like, oh, Fine. If we're going to do a little like two day tournament round with with nine hole matches on teams that of people you don't know, like that's a different thing. And we'll do that. And we're going to start creating events where it's like, you know, come for three days. Maybe we'll do them in a nice private course that no one would ever get the chance to play. Um, you know, we were talking with Andy Johnson about this good friend from the fried egg about how he does events and like the benefits that people get. And ultimately, like we want to have all different types of things for all different types of people to manage because some people they do want to travel to go to a cool golf event and they do want more than just four hours of golf and a sandwich, you know, and we could do live programming. So ultimately 2022 gets pretty exciting, especially as we look at tobacco road was really the first meetup we did at a nicer golf course, right? I mean, $75 tea time, like that's a lot. We've, we usually are looking like way less than that. And we end up at not as interesting courses. And our takeaway was Tobacco Road's a hard golf course, but that doesn't change the experience. It's there's something about doing it at an interesting golf course that is really special. And so we might even start doing two meetups in one city in two days, you know, and one is maybe more like a, a full round of meetup that's over a hundred dollars and the other is like fifty dollars and it's just like maybe a driving range meetup or something like there's all different ways that we can do it and so we're really focused on 2022 and again this is where i go to like the early question of like i don't really love going out to the golf course to just like grind by myself like that's just not interesting to me anymore 
there's this new game that I'm really interested in seeing if we can bring into people's experiences. And I think it's over a thousand people now have been to a meetup and that's like not nearly enough. You know, we need, I want that number to be 10,000 by the end of the year and then a hundred thousand by the end of next year, you know, and that's possible. Um, our biggest hurdle is golf courses and actually great call out here. If you work at a golf course and you think your, um, your facility would be a great host for a meetup, hit us up, like, let us know. Um, you're going to email, um, hello at randomgolfclub.com and just put in the subject line, like golf course meetup proposal or whatever inquiry, because we're constantly hearing from our ambassadors that like they even have a hard time just having like 12 people come out to the golf course at twilight, super twilight. So we're looking to create a synergy between the ambassadors, the chapters, the larger meetups and the local courses. So that's a big thing that we're trying to focus on for 2022 because ultimately golf is played not on the five inch course between your ears, but it actually is played on a golf course. Like just, let's just get down to it. So, um, we're really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, anyway, any other questions, Jojo? Where, I guess at the end of the day, I feel sorry. I feel like, I feel like I kind of, there's a billion podcasts out there. I know you guys don't really care, but like on some level it is like, geez, you know, I'm sorry. Like it's been a minute and maybe, this should go back in the beginning if there's a chance for it. But on some level, um, you know, the, the, the delay while certainly reasonable and justified, um, was a sort of an internal point of contention with me and myself and this microphone in your ears where I was like, I, I miss it, you know? And so when like we're at a meetup and someone's like, when's the pod coming back? I'm like, Oh man. Like, uh, first of all, I smile so big. Cause it's like, wow, like you've been listening. That's cool. Like, you know, and this pod isn't like, it's, we don't really do this pod. I, I don't, it doesn't even make money. I don't think, does it? Hopefully it will. <laughs> but we do it because it's important. And it, it, it served a lot for me of like realizing how to tell stories and get things off my chest, but also for you in feeling like, you know, there is, I don't even know. I don't know why you listen. I mean, I hope you listen because on some level there is some thread of of truth in the way I feel about some things and it might be counter to what you're seeing. I don't know. I mean, I think one of the things that really grinds my gears in the golf industry is just the constant bullshit train that just keeps going on and on and like I don't know. I'm just not that interested in like golf on TV anymore. Hot take, right? Like I'm just like, okay. Uh I I don't I'm there th where is it interesting? Right? Like I'm I'm struggling to find that interesting gear for me that's like first of all, it's 16 hours. I got you know what I mean? There's so much golf that takes place and there's so many competitors that it's kind of anyone's game and it's it's just like I, I don't know. And again, this might be going more into that kind of where I'm spoiled thing, but like on some level, like I, I just like the, the stakes aren't quite high enough anymore. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see how, you know, cause uh, drive to survive had a huge impact on formula one in America. What is this Netflix show going to do to golf? And it might be that thing that we need to like, get into their brains a little bit because look, it's no secret, but the PGA tour is like a massive corporate weapon that is essentially blackmailing the players 
from joining the the uh, PGL Premier Golf League. Um, if you play in one event, you're banned for life. Whoa, that's kind of scary. I think, you know, and um, you know, I've seen some things from our breaking series make their way into PGA Tour highlights, and like that's great. You know what I mean? Like that's not what bothers me. It's more just feeling stale. I'm waiting for something new. You know, when I watch Formula One, I see a sprint race, and I'm like, sick. Like, oh, man, there's going to be so many more in 2022. So what is golf going to do? And look, fine, I'll read you some plays out of our playbook. Like, yeah, we're inspired by things other than golf when it comes to the things we do. And look out for that because we're going to keep doing it. And, of course, we're talking PGA Tour is the biggest entity in golf, and they will continue to be. And I don't strike any chord of a bone with them about, like, our business together with adventures in golf or anything like that. But ultimately as a fan, I'm just kind of feeling like left out to dry. I'm like waiting for what's interesting in it. Um, I really am. And like, you know, I just am kind of personally and professionally with random golf club, just looking elsewhere for the game on some level. I, I would love the numbers on this. I don't think we have them, but like of all the people that play golf every year, how many of them watch golf? You know, that, that, I mean, I'm sure we could get a number, but it's kind of like I have to imagine it's not as many as we thought and it's not as many as was just because I don't know. I just I just turn it on and I'm like, what? where are they playing? Barbasol? Who is this? Do you think anybody watches golf who doesn't play golf? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's that's a person that I would like to meet that person. Um, I know people watch adventures in golf who don't play golf, but that I can kind of understand. I mean, that, that show, the concept of it being about golf is a total miss. I mean, in, since the beginning, it hasn't been about golf. It's been around golf, but, uh, you know, we're not talking about swings and we're not even really talking about, there's not even too many episodes that delve too far inside baseball, save maybe the loop episode. Um, but even the Mira episode, like we don't go into like lie and loft angles, we're just talking about a dude who like chose the younger son to run the business, which is kind of a big deal. And, you know, everyone knows Tiger's story. So the guy made Tiger's clubs and put someone else's logo on it. Huge story. Allegedly, right? I'm trying to remember that episode. <laughs> they didn't they didn't confirm or deny, but they also didn't deny. They didn't confirm, but they didn't deny. You did uh, this this season that's just came out. Uh, is Northwood the your favorite episode you've ever done of Adventures in Golf? I was talking about this with my best friend the other night, Bo. Well, one of my best friends, Stuart, obviously, and Evan. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. I'm in big trouble now. Now, um, I was talking to Bo, who was at Northwood with us. And as a as a close friend of mine, he was um, filling a gap. We had a producer quit um, kind of in, in, in mid-battle, which, you know, <laughs> no general wants. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a fucking shit show. But um, we found ourselves in Northwood um, getting ready to do an episode. And I, yes, it's my favorite episode. Um, it's really hard to say that, though, because the blind golf episode had so much weight to it. But from a craft standpoint, and, and we, we, we nailed the Northwood episode. We had the cinematic quality. We also did a big experiment with the way we structured the episode. Um, and I think... Really, the bigger thing about Northwood that you would never know as a viewer is it was the first episode we shot of season six. And so that, are we in seven or six? Six. 
Yeah, it was the first episode of six. And so that has a huge implication into walking into a new world. At that point, it was like, if you've seen that show, Stranger Things, it was like the upside down. I mean, we were all of a sudden looking at a 28-minute episode, which was twice as long as our prior longer episodes. And we didn't really know how to do that. Also, we were with a completely new crew. Simon had been on previous seasons, um, and Bo had never seen an episode shot before. And he was producing it, and he's never been a producer. And we were with Mitch and JD, who both were locals. And so here we are, a team of uh, five, trying to just figure it out. Uh, and oh, Saul wasn't there, right? Who ran sound on that episode, actually, now that I'm thinking about it? I think it was a mixture of Mitch and Simon and Bo, now that I'm thinking about it. And like, I guess also, so you add, so you take all of that, like, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Like, it's like Frodo, Frodo being like, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Clerk's quote. Um, then you combine that with a whole new world, Aladdin soundtrack. And then you combine, did you, did you listen in that email I wrote? Did you click on the link? I didn't click on it. Fucking uh, jerk. I, I, what, what, you know what? We'll play it right now. It's a whole play, it's, new world. It's playing in the background. A new fantastic point of view. You're bummed that you don't have headphones, aren't you, Jojo? No matter where we go, or, or near or far, whatever. If you don't like that song, I mean, I just think that you're not really being true to your to the to you or the world. I mean, have you seen the new Aladdin? The the Will Smith genie Aladdin. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those those live action remakes. And I see a lot of movies. Yeah, you should watch it, dude. And if you watch it on a plane, or maybe do you drink at all? I, I drink on the occasion. Maybe you have one beer. Hit a plane, watch Aladdin. You'll be in tears in like thirty minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go book a ticket just, just for go. the, ex- just for the experience. You know what? There's no perfect, there's no more perfect movie than Aladdin to watch on a plane. Think about it. He's on the flying carpet. Boom. Mike, podcast over. Um, but like, you know, this, this whole experience of being at Northwood was just totally new. And there's something about newness that challenges the patterns of your brain that exist in the realms of process comfort um you know perspective and so when you're put into a totally new position and you're leaning forward on your toes and you're and you're and you're leaning into it there's an opportunity to just like hit a home run in a game that you've never played and it kind of makes me think of like you know uh you know you know a lot of a lot of young formula one drivers sort of like just crush their debut you know, top five or something from like, you know, I think Albon, like in his debut, started 15th and came in fifth. And it was just like, you've never even driven this car. Like you didn't even get a practice round it. You got half a practice round and then you're in the car when they switched out Gasly. But like, I don't know. I just think about like that for us was so like incredibly new and um, and exciting and fun. And then to pull it off in the edit. I mean, we spent weeks on this edit. The first edit just looked like an old episode of Adventures in Golf with like quirky music and it was like bam, 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 welcome to Northwood, bam, bam. and I was like, whoa, whoa, no, no, this place is about gravity. It's about the stars. It's not about anything other than the sort of um, Alistair McKenzie quote that's sitting on the first and ninth. It's not. It's not anything about the ghosts that inhabit this sort of like enclave of massive trees and fog with like a couple modest holes that are kind of tricky but they're not a championship it's not special really um it's it's uh it this this place would suck if it weren't for the vibe 
if it was like if it was the typical kind of like you know uh standard golf experience that you know is existing less and less i don't know northwood wouldn't have the magic and the episode wouldn't be what it is but when you've got people reflecting on the nature of like their purpose on the planet or their ancestors person per- purpose on the planet or the point of life or the you know the, they've said that um Communities that are happy and individuals that are happy typically have an altar in their in their house of people that have passed. And it's not always family. But, I mean, I go back to Jamie from Puerto Escondido, the Oaxaca episode. I mean, he had in his interview, we intentionally put the images of his past parents in the background because that seems to draw a tethering to some type of impermanence in your own life. And, you know, they say when you're a child and your pet passes away, that's the best way to learn about loss and life. And so in some sense, we really drove that home with this episode because it was already there. We didn't go there and invent something. It's not a reality show. We went there and we watched this thing become uncovered just with a little bit of sweeping. It wasn't some grand overarching narrative voiceover that like drove anything that wasn't already being driven. And so this idea of past, present, and future was innately there, and it gets at the spirit of the game, what people call it, and if you want to go deeper, the spirituality of the game. And, you know, when I interviewed Bill Murray, I said, is golf a spiritual game? And he stood back and laughed and said, I thought you weren't going to ask me any hard questions because that was my promise to him. I said, I won't ask you any hard questions, and it'll just be five. And he said, you weren't going to ask me any hard questions. And I said, I'm sorry. And he said, well, you know, it's all a spiritual game. So why would golf not be a part of that? And that gets at the stereotype of the golfer, which I think is um, being revised in our current generation right now. So is the state of the human, I believe. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a generation now where people are waking up more and more. And because we have these channels to communicate on, whether it's Rachel Cargill on Instagram talking about what it's like to be a black woman, or whether it's Lewis Hamilton wearing a rainbow helmet in the Middle East. Um, You know, uh, golf is lacking in this area. I mean, Tiger Woods somehow didn't make a comment about George Floyd. Kind of not okay with that, but whatever, moving on, you know. A lot of reasons why he didn't make a comment, and one of the reasons why is because he's a sponsored athlete who isn't free. And most PGA Tour golfers aren't really free. And I'll actually go deeper on this one. Because someone was talking to me the other day about, would you rather be Justin Timberlake or Tiger Woods? Think about it, Joe. Do you have an opinion? I think I'd rather be... I can't believe I'm going to say this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't say it, but... Yeah, Timberlake. Why? You're talking about you'd, you'd rather be a singer that's pretty good than the greatest of all time in golf. A legend. A true legend who's inspired millions of people to play golf. He had more of an effect on golf than golf has had on anybody else. Well, you met him. You know, you you talked to him. You asked him about a watch. Do you think it's? Do you think you would like to be him every day? Like have to go through it. Well, this is my take, right? I'm I'm the same as you. I'd much rather be Justin Timberlake, and my reasoning is because Timberlake's free. The people that support him 
come to his shows. And if he does a bad show, he gets paid the same amount. His performance isn't judged by a number. And so if you go to the even Formula One world where Total Wolf says, in business, there's a lot of a gray area, but in sport, there isn't. The numbers don't lie. You know, that that's the ultimate like barometer of it all. That's the speed limit or whatever. But so when you get into a creative field, which I am, I'm in a creative field. Like I don't really care about those numbers and I don't even care about the numbers on the podcast. That's why I'm like, I don't know if it makes money or not because I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I'm doing it because you enjoy it. And so if we both enjoy it, let's not stop. Right. I don't really care. I've had the chance to say a lot of things that ultimately lost us a lot of followers. The podcast about why I hate golf. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead. And if you want to unfollow me, that's fine because I care more about the people that listen to that and say, I feel seen. And that's why we do this podcast is because we have complete freedom to say whatever the fuck we want. And I'm sorry if your eight-year-old is listening, but ultimately they're going to hear it from somebody else anyway. If they've, you know, whatever. I mean, it just doesn't. Cursing overall. Actually, great takeaway from the Adventures in Golf episode at Catalina. The origin of shit is an acronym that says don't put the manure down low on the boat because it'll explode. I told the posh acronym thing many times over the last three weeks. Port, outboard, starboard, home. Yeah, because you want to be on that side of the boat for the weather. Posh. I love it. And you can't say posh without thinking of an English accent. Not only that, for some reason, and this is just me being dumb, I thought acronyms were just invented in the mid 1900s. <laughs> well, like they never had them before. Like, like no, it's hard for me to imagine. You know, someone in Greece two thousand years ago. What's the first? Uh, can we? Can we? Fi- let's find out what the first uh, acronym is. I'm kind of curious. And while he does this, I'll go into the Justin Timberlake thing. But my ultimate take is Timberlake's free. Right, he can say whatever he wants. He doesn't have all these like overarching brand deals that might disappear. Um, he doesn't have any performance review related to what's happening. He can go do a movie. He cannot do anything. Um, he also gets residuals. I don't know. Does Tiger get residuals from replays of the Masters? Maybe. Probably not, actually. And what's so interesting about the life there is, you know, in 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 when when I look at all of the professional sports leagues. I see a lot of them doing it better than the PGA Tour. Um, I see, you know, the, uh, the, I don't know too much about the NFL, the NBA, but even then I saw a lot more progression from different leagues than golf. And so, you know, yeah, I guess I feel a little bit sidelined by my own game. And so I don't want to watch it on TV anymore, but that's not why. It's not a political thing. I'm not an activist. I don't really give a shit what anybody does with that regard. You live your own life and freedom is what allows us to really connect because the greatest thing about the game of golf is that when you actually sit down and play it with somebody, it doesn't matter about the background because you're both fighting the same thing, which is yourself, right? And the design that the architect gave you and, you know, a good and a bad bounce. So what do we got on the acronym? What's the first acronym? You're going to love this. Okay. Uh, Conflicting answers. (laughs) Some people are saying that acronym as we know it the first one in America ever was 1879 SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. Okay. That's a good acronym because it's a long one. It's it's a pretty good one, and you can say it. You don't even have to just say the initials. It sounds a lot like scrotum, though. They need to work on that. Yeah, I mean. SCOTUS. It's, it sounds like an STD. I got SCOTUS. I got I got SCOTUS all over. It's coming up my back. <laughs> uh, it, it is, and at least there are robes involved. But Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> and wigs. Yeah, um, but the Greek vases, vases, whatever. Fuck oh, that. 
uh, I would sometimes abbreviate character names or quotes. What do you mean? Like if you were doing, you know, you see like a Greek vase, you got a naiad dancing on the side. Oh. It's looking pretty. And in order to fit it on the vase, instead right. of saying like Daphne or Apollo, it would be like DPE or something. Exactly. What about what about Circa? Circa is almost a, because uh, when they write C, that's almost an acronym. Oh, there's got to be so many Latin ones, right? Yeah. All right, well, more on the acronym later, but ultimately, um, uh, What's a good acronym to end the pod with? R-O, radio on. <laughs> Is that a known acronym? No. <laughs> I was thinking uh, I was thinking GTFO. Oh, really? What does that stand for? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, no, we'll be back, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us on our return to the pod and um, very excited to bring a bunch of new things at you. Um, I mean, RGC is an acronym. Hell yeah. That's cool. And uh, we're probably going to make an email address for the radio for questions and whatnot. Yeah, not only that. I mean, do you want to tell people where to find RGC Radio? Instagram, all your podcasts. Oh, rgc.radio is the new uh, Instagram home of all of our podcasts. And RGC Radio is a YouTube channel, too, that uh, you know has pulled clips from some of our favorite episodes, full-length video pods. Um, we're going to have Paul Sullivan coming on, New York Times writer formerly known as, who's working on a book about making a community of dads and uh, a lot of great episodes coming down the pipe. So stay tuned and let's make an email address right now for everyone to hit up. What should we call RGC radio at randomgolfclub.com? What if it's just radio? At- radio at randomgolfclub.com. So email your stories, your, um, your questions, any, any communication. We'll read them on the pod radio at randomgolfclub.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and thank you for, um, you know, being being patient and understanding and we're looking forward to coming back in full swing this show will be here every monday monday right monday unless monday. it's tuesday december 21st well yeah that's a good question yeah. i don't know monday yeah every monday uh we'll be coming at you here with either a check-in in an archival episode or a new episode or a new interview that uh we're really excited to bring you so without further ado let's gtfo thanks jojo 